0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C-19. Whizzing off now to Delhi, the capital of India, I'm joined by Ranuka Krishna and her daughter Gandharva. They are both lash artists and Ranuka is also a trainer who specializes in lashes, permanent makeup, skin care and all kinds of makeup. Hello ladies. Hi. Lovely lovely to hear you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, I know that you've been listening to Behind the Lashes, so you know that today is a little bit about going behind the lashes and finding out about you as people. So, Renuka, I know you have been in the beauty industry for a long time now, but if we can just take you back To the beginning. What was life like for you growing up in India? It
1: was actually very beautiful. I'm so thankful to God. It's like they have given me amazing family, amazing people around me and a beautiful environment of the house. So I have grown up with my parents, with my grandmom, because in India we have a culture to live in a joint family. So our family was also like a joint family. I have one brother, one sister, and uh, my parents and my grandmom. She is no more now. But yes, in my childhood time, she was always there for us. So we had a very amazing childhood. uh, And we have lived, like I have lived my childhood till the age of 15, 16 years. So the childhood was completely about studying, playing, and enjoyment. And uh, I have traveled all over India with my parents. They have taken from north, like you know, that extreme north to south, east to west. And India is quite big. That's the like you know, country with a lot of different culture, different languages, different food. And when you actually explore India, everybody is not that uh, lucky, I would say. But I was that lucky. I have actually explored the entire India. So it was actually very amazing.
0: Is that quite unusual to have grown up in India, but to have traveled all around India? Yes. Lot of people,
1: uh, you know, when somebody is very rich, they don't like to travel in India. They like to uh, travel outside India. But India is actually a very amazing country In like we have all four seasons, we have all different climates and you can see all different climates all over throughout the year. It's not only like in winters, you can see the snow and in summers you can see the heat and all. It's like you will just feel all weathers because north is always very cold. We have some areas which are covered with snow for eight years of the uh, eight months of the year. And uh, we have uh, deserts, we have oceans, we have everything. So it's actually a very amazing thing to see the entire India.
0: So how was school for you? What's it like going to school in India? The school was
1: the place actually where I have learned so many things. And maybe what I'm doing right now, that thing started from that part of my life. Because I always have a very like, you know, the keen interest in uh, painting and drawing and especially the coloring is my favorite part. So that's how maybe I become like, you know, the makeup artist because I love to uh, paint people's faces, give them uh, different like, you know, that uh, uh, I would say different impressions and enhance their beauties. So uh, I think it's all started from that time of my life.
0: It began there for you, and was that always a dream for you to move into makeup and beauty? Not at that time. I did not know that. What did you think? Did you think you wanted to be something else?
1: You know, when I finished my high school, uh, because my in my family, like I have a lot of teachers, deans, and. Like principals, engineers, a lot of people in a government job. So like when I have also finished my uh, high school, my parents and my family, they have suggested me to do the teacher's training. So they said, you can go for that. It's like a very good job and you can enjoy that. And uh, I've also done that. So after my bachelor's of commerce, I have done the teacher's training. But when I have finished my training, I got like first division. I have done my course very nicely and Mm -hmm. with my full heart and everything. But I was almost getting a job at that time, but realizing no, I cannot be (laughs) into
0: this profession. It wasn't for you.
1: It wasn't for me at all.
0: So So how did you move then into the world of beauty and lashes?
1: So then after that. I went to a polytechnic. I was not even sure about a lot of places where I can go and learn the beauty. But like yes. you can actually imagine 1992 in India. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's like something. And uh, as far as I remember, I, I hear my grandmother talk to me. She says that, you know, everyone in the family used to say you want to be a nai. So nai is actually someone who cuts hair. Barbara, so a barber. So, that's okay. where they put this profession in. So, they're like, you want to be a barber? This is what you want to do? <laughs> a girl from our family wants to do this work? So, you know, we can't, uh, you know, bear this happening to our daughter. But my mom is very sure. So, she she, she tells me, when she tells me, I feel like, yeah, even I can, you know, I can pursue my dreams. I, I, I want to be the person I want to be. So, um, and then she was like, no, I, this is what I want to do. And uh, she 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 told me also that uh, when she went to this course, she completed her bachelor's in commerce. That's like a three-year, uh, you know, degree, a bachelor's degree. She went for nursery teacher's training. That was also another like two-year course. Then she finally said that no, this is I'm done with that. <laughs> I have my job. Everything is there. Okay, now I want to do what I want to do. I've I've done everything that you wanted, mom like mama now i'm gonna do what i want to do and she went in for this course and that was actually uh, i think the only institute for uh, beauty in india at that time so So that was
0: really brave of your mum to do that
1: that's exactly what i want to say and uh, you know there was only one seat available oh there she was not it. even one seat available oh there is not even one seat oh. available and so i just went for the course like i just wanted to go check with them ask them how is it yevo but uh, when i went there i asked them they said we have already 25 seats and we have 27 applications with us and you can wait and today is the last day and uh, you yeah. can wait till 5 o'clock If suppose somebody won't turn up, then you can get that seat. You won't believe she actually waited in that institute the whole long day without having food, without anything. And she was like, God, please, there should be one cancellation. I want this, uh, you know, I want this admission. And she actually got the admission. So I was like, mom, you're amazing.
0: She is amazing. I love that story. (laughs)
1: Yeah, actually. And then she got it and... The rest is history, I think.
0: The rest is history. Tell us a little bit about the history. What happened next once you'd qualified?
1: Oh, yes. So even during the course, like, you know, whenever we have the holidays, we have the vacations. It's like, you know, my best friend, she, I always used to tell her, please come even on the off day. So we used to go in the bathroom and in front of the mirror, we used to do practice, 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 because even on one day holiday, I was missing that. <laughs> Which, I didn't know that it was my passion even that time. So I actually, miss doing you know,
0: lashes when I'm on holiday too. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, actually, Renuka, um, she you know completed her course and then she trained with a lot of places. I think that's where you know you get that professionalism in you. That's where you you know you can actually deliver the best to your client. So she worked with the top hotel chains in India, like the most, you know, luxurious hotel at that time. And she worked with a lot of French uh, salons, which were like, you know, only there were very few French salons in India. So she worked with them. She worked directly under French artists, which gave her obviously what she has today. So she's like the queen of bridal makeup and lashes and permanent makeup in India. So that's where she got it. And actually, um, I remember. Like, obviously, I was there at the time. Uh, she she has a very premium list of clients in India. So she is only catering to the very cream crowd. So, um, about I think eight or ten years ago, uh, she got eyelash extensions to India. Wow. So what? Yeah. So exactly what happened? Is it obviously uh, being in the industry, you hear about the new trends which are coming up. Like Lyft was there, so you get to know about it, right? So she got to know about it and uh, she was a little skeptical that should I get it or, you know, what's going to be the reaction of my clients? Because obviously that's very important, to know, and her clients actually told her that, you know, we really want to try because we trust you. We want to get eyelash extensions. And then that is the time when she got it to India. So I think that's like how uh, eyelash extensions came to India.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I know that, I mean, all. Speaking from personal experience um all of my indian clients are complete perfectionists they really want it absolutely spot on which obviously i try to deliver to all of my clients but they scrutinize their lashes in a different kind of a way. Is that something <laughs> that you see in India?
1: That's true. You know, maybe the reason is because the list of clients I have, they travel all over the world. So they have seen the best of the things. So that's the reason they want like perfection in their work. But actually what you're saying, no, uh, I think that is true. Because uh, somewhere Indians have this feeling that if you're paying for something, we want the best of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very price intensive, in sensitive market. So if they say that okay, we are spending fifty pounds, we want something exactly for fifty pounds, we don't <laughs> want something less than that. So, you know, each and every hair should be perfect. So if if they say we want a doll, the a doll I'll that we want it that way. It can't go like one there, one here. No. It has to be perfect on our face. I, so, I, yeah, that's actually true.
0: I did have one Indian lady who turned up about four days later with a tissue in her hand and said, and in the tissue, when I looked a bit closer, were like five volume fans. And she said, These have fallen off. Could you please stick them back on?
1: <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Actually, there's one more problem. So, um, obviously, that's like I think all over the world when these uh, people are, you know, clients are coming in to get a procedure. They want uh, the procedure for a very cheap cost. So, what artists do, they cut down the cost by using, uh, you know, not a very good glue, not Mm -hmm. very good lashes. So, obviously, they'll fall off. Your lashes will also Mm -hmm. be damaged. Now, these people, they want good product. In a very cheap price. Mm. How is that possible? That this balance cannot be maintained at any cost. I mean, you no. just can't do it. That's you you need to shell out some money to get the good, you know, good service. <laughs> yes.
0: good service. It's all about so, educating our clients, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yes. And uh, somewhere I feel that if that lady came to you with a fan, <laughs> that was because she was not quite aware of the last cycle we have. Yes. So... I didn't do a
0: good enough job educating her, did I?
1: (laughs) No, it's actually, even if you tell them, they tend to forget it and they're like, no, you are the one who who did it wrong. You have to do right. It can be tricky. It it can be very tricky, very tricky. And, uh, you uh, you know, lashes are something which is still okay, you know, after four to six weeks, there is still a possibility of, you know, changing the shape and everything. But with permanent makeup, there's no, no, there's no possibility for that. So if, you know, someone comes in, no, we want to win like this, we want to win like that, and you do it for them, and then the next day, go, oh, no, we didn't want it this way. It's we else. Now. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, we, in the very first place only, say that, okay, if you want to go for a lip tattoo, don't go for very dark colors. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that for you. We're going to do a very nude shade. So, you know, you can have nice uh, presentable lips all the time because you can't go to a funeral with bright red lips. No. You, yeah, so you might turn to us the other day and say that, oh my God, you've got red lips now. What is it? It's like, you know, just telling them, okay, if you go slow with it.
0: Yeah, and I suppose you can always go darker or brighter or more winged at a touch-up. Exactly,
1: yes. yeah. Yeah, a touch-up or maybe with your conventional makeup. Hmm.
0: Yes. I always say to my lash clients, make sure, you know, you might think that you want 16 millimeters. I would never do 16 millimeters by the way, but often, you know, I always say that you can always go longer at an infill. It's very hard to go shorter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So you two obviously have a lovely relationship Ranuka, can you tell me about your your family set up now that you're an adult with your own family?
1: So, so I have my parents with me and uh, my brother. I have a lovely daughter. <laughs> I have my dogs and I have a sister. So we all live together in a house and God has given us a beautiful house with all amenities of life.
0: Oh, now, you mentioned dogs. Just tell the listeners how many dogs you have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we have actually 11 dogs, but we have lost three of them
0: oh.
1: in that 11 dogs.
0: And how on so, earth do you come to have 11 dogs? Converted. They're all
1: adopted. <laughs> They're all adopted. So, basically, the they were puppies. They were on the street. They were roaming. And uh, there's a lot of rash driving here. <laughs> if you know that yeah so uh, obviously we were scared that they might die because they're not fed properly they might die because some car just goes over them so we're like no we're getting them inside our house so they'll be with us they'll be a part of our family and they're actually living with us for the last three or two so the three years old dogs.
0: oh well that yeah. is lovely you are obviously complete animal lovers because not many people could put up with 11 dogs
1: <laughs> but it's actually uh, costly it's, as well. <laughs> it it yes. takes a lot of money. Yeah. Because as far as in India, there isn't like the very good doctors here to take care of the dogs. And then if you go for the treatment, it's very expensive. And you know, they're, they're high maintenance animals. Yes. So
0: absolutely. But
1: they're a part of the family. <laughs> but absolutely. they're adorable.
0: Oh. So we did hear them a little bit earlier early on I'm sure that they might be piping up at various points as you can hear my children as well screaming in the background but this is the life we have at the moment as we are locked down I'm sure we (laughs) I'm sure our listeners will put up with the um, extra noises in the background Ranuka so I read in your biography that you are a single mum to your beautiful daughter now I don't know that much about Indian culture, but I'm guessing that maybe, although it is more common nowadays, back then it wasn't quite so common and maybe culturally you stood out a bit? Yes, it is now very common
1: and uh, a lot of people, they are facing this problem, they are going through this.
0: You never saw it as a problem though, did you?
1: But believe me, it's like, you know, maybe because of my family support, or maybe because uh, we are like, I'm so content. It's I never felt it's a problem. Never ever. So I always feel okay, this is just the face of life, nothing else. And I've moved out of that. And I just move forward. She has actually never felt that emptiness. I've heard people say that, oh my God, you're not married till the age of 50 or 60 or 17. specifically in India, that's a very big thing. In abroad, it's okay. You're living your life independently. But here in India, you need to be married before you turn 25, 26, 27. So... She never felt the emptiness that, oh my God, I don't have a husband or uh, I don't have a financial support or emotional support because maybe this is the way uh, she's been brought up by her family. Maybe these are the kind of values that have been implanted in her that she, you know, thinks about life, takes it in a very different manner. So she's, she's just very content. So... So that's, uh, that's actually, again, another very amazing thing about well, high this,
0: this lady is brave in many ways, isn't she, Gandharva?
1: <laughs> I cannot agree with you more. I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, you are taking care of a child all by yourself. So you're, you know, taking care of their daily needs, their financial, their emotional, their mental growth, everything. Things. it's not a very small thing to say, and uh, living in a country like India, live, even if you're in Delhi, though it's the capital of India, and though people are trying, you know, kind of modernizing their mindset, but still, it's not that modern if we would take it that way.
0: Do you have um, people judging you for being a single parent?
1: Yes, yes sometimes, sometimes they do. <laughs> Definitely, they would. Yes. They would always do that. It's the human nature.
0: Mm-hmm. But you just brush Actually, it off and carry on.
1: Oh, yes. I don't like to even take it into my brain, that thing.
0: Never, ever. Good for you. Well, you sound like you have got a very strong personality. And I think we're all going to need to dig deep and find our inner strength over the next coming weeks. And months. So let's just talk about the elephant in the room, coronavirus. It is affecting us all. What is the situation now in India, Gandharva?
1: Well, the situation is definitely not under control. Uh, we have new cases coming out every day. Uh, till now, there are like about 1100 confirmed cases of people who are infected with coronavirus, and uh, there are 30 unfortunate deaths. But uh, fortunately, there are about 100 people who have actually cured from this virus and they're sent back home. So actually, the government is taking a lot of steps to make sure that this virus stops wherever it is and there's no more transmission to other people.
0: They've locked down, haven't they? When did you lock down?
1: Uh, On the 24th of March. So we had a janta curfew that is like everyone stays inside the homes, uh, no businesses open up, and there's no, like there's no moment in the rules. So everyone just stays inside. That's how the government kind of got that thing in the people. They're like, okay, you need to stay in. Because, you know, when you're um, ruling or when you're, you know, trying to, you know, just, you know, handle a big number of people, a big amount of population, you have to go slow with things. You just can't mm-hmm. say, okay, hey, shut down your business, get inside your home. Mm-hmm. So that won't happen because we are living in a democracy. It needs to go slowly, slowly. So we had a janta curfew on the 22nd of March, that was uh, Sunday, and then uh, when that janta curfew ended, we all uh, clapped. So India, all the population, I think it's trillions, everyone was clapping. Uh, They were, you know, using uh, shank. Shank is shells. Mm-hmm. To make good noises, they were ringing bells, and thanking all the people who've been there all over the world, who were treating people, doctors and nurses, and you know sweepers, uh, essential shop owners who are sending essential goods like groceries. So now everyone who's been there, who are actually putting themselves for the nation, so we were clapping for them. We were you know thanking them, and then uh, the. Honourable Prime Minister of India uh, said that we are going in for lockdown till the 31st of March after two days he announced a uh, lockdown for 21 days so mm. uh, it's going to end on the 14th of April.
0: Do you think it will end?
1: Uh, no. no I don't think it will end because uh, I he just don't want to give us a shock mm. because uh, if we you know if we respond in a very negative manner, it would be very difficult for the government to control this problem. And it is a big problem for sure. It's not that small as we think it is mm-hmm. because we are not affected that much. We are not in the local transmission phase. That is why we're just taking it very lightly. Mm-hmm. But it's not that light because we've seen uh, living examples of Iran. We've seen living examples of Italy. So people are really suffering there. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm praying that they, you know, just come out of it and it doesn't happen in any other country
0: so at the moment the virus the cases that you've had they've all been imported so you've had no local transmission so are you in like the first stage of transmission
1: we're actually in the second stage Second stage yeah Ah, uh, we were in the first stage only when the uh, you know the group of Italians came down to India. They were traveling, so they got the virus with them, and a few other people who were traveling internationally, and they got to India. So it was only a few people who initially had it. Uh, we entered the second stage when actually uh, students who, because we have a lot of Indian students uh, mm. studying in UK, USA, Canada, Australia. So when they started coming back to India, because obviously parents are very scared, they don't want their kids to be out there. So when this, when the students started coming in, it just got more. So mm it's not in the stage that you're just moving out you touch someone and you get it it's it's not that bad right now and I hope it doesn't get there
0: fingers crossed it's obviously a very yes. densely packed population yes. over a billion people and much of which is very poor mm-hmm. often with food and shelter shortages um, there must be great fear about how this could impact the most vulnerable of your country
1: there is a lot of fear if I can say Because, um, I mean, the government is also very scared and I can actually see that because the government has uh, partnered and collaborated with automobile companies in India and uh, the government has asked them to make ventilators. Mm -hmm. So they are, you know, already preparing in advance in case we step into the stage three which should not happen but in case we do we have proper you know systems and everything to kind of you know control the situation we have a, a confidential company the government is again partnered with for making sanitizers and that you know selling out the sanitizers at a very normal price not you know at a higher price or something mm-hmm. we have collaborated with NGOs wherein women uh, from their homes are making masks and these masks are being distributed for free
0: Wonderful. To everyone,
1: yeah, and then all the roads are being sanitized and sprayed. So the government is taking a lot of measures. There are, you know, separate ICU units created in a lot of hospitals uh, all over all across the country. But um, of course, if this happens, if uh, this virus by any chance gets to the third tier of the society, we will be in great trouble. Mm-hmm. We will be. Because
0: what, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, I'm hoping that someone can find an antidote to it and some, you know, some something is found because uh, today morning only I was hearing an American doctor talking about uh, extracting the plasma from the recovered patient's uh, blood and, you know, doing the plasma transmissions and, you know, treating the people who are, uh, who have this problem, who have this problem coronavirus so I think if that happens it will be amazing
0: it will such clever people in the world you know surely they can do something this can't go on just drifting on
1: yeah because it's actually impacting uh, very hard on the people who earn a daily wage so they are actually living on only on the daily wage. If mm-hmm. they earn like 500 bucks, five hundred rupees today, they can eat food. If they don't have that 500 rupees, they can't eat food. That's actually the scenario with a lot of incentives. So,
0: so what welfare is the government providing for this type of person?
1: Okay, so uh, again, we are in a very developing stage. We're not a developed country. We do not have a very, you know, good flow of money. And also the decisions that uh, follow in, follow through a lot of different people. So if there's one uh, one rule that needs to be passed, it's to be actually, you know, they need to take the uh, thumbs up from a lot of people. Mm. So it means delays and Mm. a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, changes in uh, what the rule is exactly passed. You know, the Sikh community, the people who wear turbans? yes so actually they are doing a lot of service for the uh, community and they have taken uh this initiative on their shoulders can no one in the country like no one in the city uh will sleep empty stomach they oh. are providing food to all poor people and the people who cannot afford the people who are daily wages. And then they are giving them good food 24 seven. Like they can go anytime and uh, they can have their food. Yes,
0: yeah, so they is go actually to the temples friendly. or where do they go to find this food? No, no,
1: no, no. They don't have to go to the temples. Uh, they are actually, they are spreading all over the city. And they have made like, you know, that um, like a different stations. It's actually on the streets. Yeah, uh, just on the streets and wherever they feel. It's like this is the hub for a uh, lot of poor people. They are they are just stationed themselves. They are cooking fresh food and serving them their own. Yeah. And actually, they're even giving them desserts. So- and even the Prime Minister of India, they have appealed them to do this service for them. Because all the gurdwaras, they are full of grocery. A lot of people, they uh, they just donate, like you know, that floor and a uh, lot of like grocery to them. So they are giving food to all of them.
0: So, like food banks.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So whenever we have any kind of uh, like you know this kind of situation in the country, they are always there for us. Sikh community is a very brave community, you know, always serving the people. Even uh, when you talk about what the government has already done, uh, obviously they cannot give us financial support. Uh, Like, obviously they're giving financial support to the self-employed in Mm -hmm. UK. But in India, that's not very possible. Uh, But yes, they are giving money to the retired pensioners the retired people in the country who are just living on their pension they do not have a you know a fixed source of income so the government has given them some money the widowers women who do not have their husbands anymore who died in some battle or something so even they are being given the money uh, people who are below the poverty line so there's a below poverty line here in india and they're getting free food they're getting ration or uh, they are getting this this money that the government is giving them Also, um, the government has said that uh, we have to pay an income tax, right? We have to pay a tax to the government. So the deadline was this month, but um, they've given a two-month postponed deadline Mm -hmm. for this. So I think this is also going to help. Also, the government has said that uh, for those who are on loans, supposed to pay their EMIs, so they have like a two-month relief, they can pay after two months their ams so i think that's
0: gonna help yeah mm-hmm. every little helps have you heard about the reported vigilante groups shaming people and beating them even for not staying at home
1: yeah that is true that is there um i have heard this uh policemen uh beating the people who are going out of their houses i can't really say exactly what these people were going to do out because. Uh, you need essential groceries as well. So if the police is not, you know, exactly checking out on the people, if they're actually just going out to get some flour for their house or some fruits and vegetables, or they're going out just because they want to, you know, be free from their houses. But uh, these policemen are actually under the custody. They are being uh, charged of what they've done, what the wrong they've done. Also, there was this news of uh, chemical being sprayed on some people. Right just to sanitize them which is so wrong because most probably these people did not know that chemical cannot be sprayed on a human being it is just to be sprayed on the streets and roads and buses to you know clean them so obviously that chemical can harm the people can cause so many fungal infections but i think this is this is illiteracy
0: and so obviously these people people are are being punished yes Yes, they are being punished can you tell me about the indelible ink that is being stamped on on the left hand of some people who need quarantining is that is that what's happening
1: yes that is happening and i think that's a good step the government is taking because um when you have the stamp on the hand the person is required to stay in their house they need to isolate themselves to make sure that they are safe, their family is safe, and the other people are safe because they are flying in from different countries, and there is a possibility that they might uh, are infected with the coronavirus. Now there was a case of this very famous singer from India, uh, Kanika Kapoor, who uh, travelled in from the UK, and she did not know that she was infected with coronavirus. Rather than staying inside her home, she went out to Lucknow, partied with about 400 people and it is not quite traceable who those 400 people were and if they are infected with coronavirus right now or if they have infected other hundreds and thousands of people. The female is in the hospital, Kanika Kapoor. She is... um, been in the ICU, she's been taken care of because obviously she's rich and she can pay for the expenses, but not everyone can do that. Maybe those 400 people in the party uh, do not have enough money to pay for such expenses. so. When we have that stamp on our hand, it's always nice to stay inside the home. And I have a lot of friends of mine who are studying in UK, who are studying in US, who flew in immediately uh, when this news spread that there will be no more flights flying in from UK Mm -hmm. or to India and all of that. So their parents immediately called them. They had this stamp. I wanted to meet them so bad, obviously because you know your friends flying in from different countries and stuff. But we didn't because obviously they were in quarantine. So that's like, stay home, stay safe.
0: So you are both lash artists. Renuka, we have already talked about how we really miss doing lashes when when we aren't able to do them, maybe just for a few days, just the weekend. We look forward to the Monday until we do eyelashes again. This is going to be something else. There are lots of sad lash artists out there who are missing doing lashes what would you say to them both of you to help them get through this this period of uncertainty and you know anxiety and whilst they're not doing lashes what can they do would you say to lift their spirits So
1: my message is for them to, they can improve their skills uh, by the time they are home because this time will never come back for them. So they can practice and they can be the perfect and they can be the best in the world for lashes. And, uh, uh, maybe they can find the new ways, uh, that can be more interesting, that can be more easy, uh, to do the lashes and then they can plan their, uh, uh, you know, the different, uh, like, you know, their ideas all together and share on the Instagram, on the Facebook, where the whole world can see them, follow them, and then they can build their name like that.
0: Excellent. Because
1: you actually get a lot of business through Instagram. Uh, Instagram has turned out to be a good source of business in the last few years. So, you know, they can always develop a new technique for what people will choose you and not the other Lash artists. So I think that's going to be a good thing. Uh, And when you talked about um, anxiety and them being sad, I think the best way is to listen to your podcast. Because they can feel a lot more lifted, and they can feel happy about it. That okay, there are you know everyone is in this together. So we are all in the same boat. So we have to you know we have to go through these times. We need to make ourselves happy about it. Because one thing, uh, because we are living with our families, so I think we just got more time to spend with them. And uh, for those who are living alone, I think the only thing they can do they can they can maybe Facetime more with their family. They can. Uh, they can talk out to a friend of theirs. They have to take out the anxiety of themselves, and I think they can listen to your podcast, so for sure, they'll be out of that anxiety, and they can have that good mood back to them. You. So are too, cheer
0: you are too kind and and it's really good to end on a positive note and staying with that positive theme, I'd just like to ask you both what three things you have each done today that you can pat yourselves on the back for. Let's start with you, Ranuka.
1: It's not
0: only today,
1: but it's like every day. I try to take care of my parents. They're old, so they need me. So I try to give them like a good diet, good food, give them a happiness and like to spend time with my dogs. And, you know, being a Hindu, because like we are Hindus, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a, one very strong mantra, which is Om Bhur Bhuvaswa. If you open the Hindu book, you can see this mantra. So we do this mantra, repeat at least 108 times and to pray for the entire world, to just pray the God, the Karuna should go now.
0: What okay. does the no, mantra mean? mean does it How mean? does that mantra translate?
1: Yeah, it's like Om is the biggest power in the world. It's the so it's biggest like power. A U M Om, mm-hmm. and Ooh. it's in Sanskrit, obviously. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I can't. But infinity. it's one of the biggest mantras for the True. for the entire world. It's a very powerful mantra. It's like eradicating negativity and negativity just putting in from, the, from from any place. Yeah. So we do that mantra every day from last 10 days 108 times yes, Yandarva, yes. which are
0: your three things
1: okay so my three things uh one good thing is that i'm speaking with you today oh. which i feel amazing about because uh spreading this uh you know spreading good vibes with the world With you is one of the good things that I'm doing. I can, I think, pat my back for that. Uh, Second thing is that uh, I am pursuing my post-grad diploma as well with my, uh, whatever I'm doing right now so i have to complete a few assignments and research projects for that so i was just writing that also today despite being my holidays (laughs) but i was doing that so i think i can pack myself for that and the third thing is that uh, i'm updating the modules for the eyelash extensions training so we can do better trainings, even better trainings. and you know we are developing an online training for the same so three things I can pack my back for.
0: Fantastic. Well, your business, you are trailblazers still in India for your lash business. So congratulations for that. It has been absolutely gorgeous to speak to you, Ranuka and Gandharva. On this windy day in Delhi in India, I'm sure people can hear the wind blowing through your microphone, but it just adds to the flavor here and we can add it to the undertones of your dogs barking and my kids screaming just real life right
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, right now it's after a very long time i can hear the singing birds which is not really because you know it's very quiet and if you see we can see a lot of stars in the sky at night and it's like, you know, Delhi is very clean. There is no pollution, uh, no noise. It's like a very quiet city right now. It's like the earth is healing finally.
0: Isn't that amazing? I am very excited for that myself. I know that we're going off now on a tangent, having said goodbye. But there are dolphins swimming again in Venice. Yeah. And, yeah, that. you know, the world is healing. And maybe we are this sacrifice that we are making as humans now, maybe will save humanity in the future.
1: I yes. hope it does. I, mean, I I think so. Yes. I wish it was like this always. Oh, the wind's really powerful.: The on. wind is really
0: powerful. Before <laughs> yeah. you get taken off in a mistral, I will, let, I will let you go inside. God bless you both and stay safe. And I will speak to you again in two weeks' time.
1: Definitely. It's lovely to talk to you. We really enjoyed this session with you. I hope we could actually um, answer your questions well and with with details that you wanted, and your listeners can actually relate with what what we've said today. And praying for the world and my one message is please stay home, stay safe. This is only what we can do. This is like the only thing we can do. Yeah.
0: Thank you both. Thank you. 19